0: Community mental health services in Stoke-on-Trent and Staffordshire are being transformed as part of a multi-million pound investment programme. North Staffordshire Combined Healthcare NHS Trust is leading the work across North Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent. Today we're talking to some of the key figures within the Trust, including the senior responsible owner for the programme, our Director of Operations Jonathan O'Brien, about what it means for our local communities and the people we serve.
1: Hi, I'm Jonathan O'Brien. I'm the Director of Operations at the Trust, and I'm also the Programme Director for Mental Health across the whole of Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent. So I've had oversight of the Community Mental Health Transformation Programme right from the outset of us being notified that resources were available for us to improve our services.
2: I'm Jane munton davis I'm Associate Director for Stoke Community Mental Health Services for Combined um, and I've got overall the responsibility for transforming mental health services uh, in the community for this programme of work.
3: Hello, I'm Sue Parks and I'm the Transformation Programme Manager.
4: Hi, I'm Simon Wilson, I'm a Senior Service Manager in the North Staff Directorate and I'm responsible for um, Intervention psychosis, which is a development there called Atlas Mental States, uh, also responsible for uh, Step On, which is a vocational service in supporting people into work, and also for the development of the um, Adult Teen Disorder Service, uh, which are all um, some new services and some services that have been developed and transformed as part of this package of care.
5: Hello, I'm Rachel Burks. I'm the Senior Service Manager in the Stoke Community Directorate, and I'm currently the lead for the SMI Physical Health uh, Checks around improving the physical health for people with serious and enduring mental illness. Hi, I'm Vicky
6: Boswell, the Associate Director of Performance here in the Trust, and I've been responsible for developing health equity assessments. So this is really the information that will provide A better understanding about the populations in each primary care network area and also the determinants for mental health and where we might tackle health inequalities that will support good mental health um, and help us to target the interventions within the Community Transformation Programme. So what is
2: the Community Mental Health
6: Transformation Programme?
2: So really, this is the one of the biggest opportunities that we've had um, in recent years to transform services um, in community mental health for adults with um, severe, enduring mental illness. Um, and this really helps us to deliver the objectives of the NHS long term plan uh, and the community mental health w- uh, framework locally. Um, So it's really about co-producing, redesigning and transforming services. They're really in tune with the localities and primary care networks, understanding the needs of those areas um, and delivering services that support people um, in a more accessible way.
1: I think the important thing about it, Claire, for me is that we've um, had over a number of years, probably since the five year forward view in 2016, increasing investment in mental health but it hasn't necessarily gone into adult community services so what we've found is we've had very targeted investment in things like mental health liaison services we've had targeted investment in our crisis services um, in some of our children's and and younger person services but what we've really been waiting for is for a significant investment and our adult community services in particular have been waiting for that for some time So this is quite a significant amount of funding that's been made available to us to be able to invest in those services and we really need to use it as an opportunity not just to do more of the same but for me it's about how we do work differently a little bit how Jane was saying how do we really start to reflect and respond to the needs of the local communities that we serve which can be very different just five miles apart from each other. Um, rather than having a single standard service offering that is, is um, standard across, whether, whether it's a very affluent area or whether it's an area that has quite high needs and, and health inequalities between different areas. So how do we adapt to truly meet the needs of our service users with this new investment? Because it is an opportunity and it's probably a once in a decade opportunity to be able to do this piece of work.
3: Now, can I add that Sorry. I think this, uh, just a, an addition to, to all those points which are really, really uh, valid and helpful, I think in addition certainly for my um, uh, experience and, and ambition, this has been a real opportunity for us to um, ensure that people who are the most disadvantaged and have a number of complexities um, and um, potentially different diagnosis, are appropriately supported and we do everything we can to engage with those people through you know out out outfacing facing work um, so home visits working with people who may not have homes um, and actually knowing where they are and being really um, clear about what that that strategy will look like I think that's one of the clear ambitions of this program um, and, and in addition to that ensuring that we've got you know, the, our, our fantastic uh, voluntary sector partners alongside us to do that too. So so this is a real ambition beyond anything that we've had before um, around opportunity and, and really um, being outward facing, community engaging and um, clear, developing a good rich tapestry of offer uh, working with our voluntary sector colleagues. that's a real
2: difference so i think historically money has come into services we develop a specific offer like a specialist um, team or service but actually this is about working across the whole system this is about engaging partner organizations and working across and understanding impacts with each other it's it's using money and investment wisely to to make sure that we're not duplicating that we're, we're plugging gaps where there are genuine gaps and what we said, though, this is a three year phase programme of work and investment. In this first year, we're going to focus on four primary care networks. So in the area um, that combined serves, we're looking at um, Wickfield PCN in, in North Stoke and Mere in, in South Stoke. We're also looking at Newcastle North and Leicombeidolph in North Staffs. So what we want to do is really model it up in those four areas. Um, get it right and then scale that up over the next couple of years and in this first year we're really making sure that we um, support people have a focus around personality disorder and rehab um, so that's where we're kind of really focusing our attention to this first year of investment.
5: I, I also just think as well it's worth noting that this is truly an area where we're going to do some co-production with, with, with not with our service users who who use our service, and I think that's really important that that's going to be the driver as we go forward as part of the transformation.
2: Yeah. We had a really powerful story, so one of the recent sessions we had, uh, we had a young man uh, come and tell his story um, around his experience of accessing services for his father. Um, and he talked through the pathway from accessing services to working in different teams and, 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 and what that felt like for him and his dad. And that was really powerful for us to hear and reflect on and take the time to really understand what impacts we have, you know, and in terms of how people interact
0: and, and what that leaves them with, really, where we need to focus um, and do a little better. It's probably a good time to bring in some of the the leads for the work streams within the program. So we've got Simon here, who's who's leading on one area of work. So Simon, perhaps you could give us a little bit of insight into what you do and what are some of the transformations coming from your area.
4: Yeah, no, no problem. Um, so I think probably starting with the step on service, which is a, a vocational service supporting people into work. So that's something we've been doing for a, a while now, but is really part of the the long term plan and supporting people. To enhance their recoveries, we, we know that work is so important to people's lives and in their recoveries. And what, and what Step On does is actually those people that probably have been disadvantaged or in contact with service for a long time, um, where there's a desire to work, they support people into work. Um, and across Staffordshire, we've supported over 188 people in the last year into work, um, and they're 188 people that have had transformed lives really. And um, so that, that's a big part of that recovery journey for people that, that hasn't been available in the past and, and continues. There's an aspiration over the next three years that we um, have have more people into work and that the service expands to support that. The, well, the other areas that I'm involved in are people affected by psychosis and families that are affected by psychosis. Uh, we, we sort of recognise that um, that can have a massive impact on family, and a lot of the research says that if you can if you can develop services for those people who are have an at risk mental state, which is what uh, the sort of um, the changes in people's mental state before they may be developing a psychosis, there's an opportunity to stop that transition. So one of the big advances that we've got in Staffordshire at the moment is the development of an at risk mental state service, which has got targeted psychological uh, interventions to support people that potentially can avoid that transition into psychosis uh, and we've already got an, an established early intervention team that supports people who have that experience and supports recovery and engages with families. Um, some of the other transformation work that we're doing with the PCNs is that um, we recognise that our community rehabilitation offer is, is needs expanding in a way, so for those people that have gone through early intervention but maybe have some form of delayed recovery or some some form of treatment resistance then we recognize that they do need um, a longer period of time to support their recovery and they need more intense interventions so some of that transformation is about targeting that intensive work for a longer period of time to support a recovery so we're working both at the very early stages of people but also at those stages where people are When normally they may transfer into a community mental health team, we're looking at an intense sort of community rehabilitation offer which which will um, hopefully improve outcomes and improve life chances for those people that are affected by psychosis and and for their families too. Um, And I guess lastly, the other piece of work that I'm involved with or have been involved with um, developing the business case for is around um, people affected by eating disorders so that we have recognised that we've had a service for a few years now for, for um, children and young people that are affected by eating disorders but we haven't had an adult service. Um, so what we've implemented this year is a, a service for those people that are affected um, by an eating disorder in, a, in adulthood and um, that service has just started now and um, we've got over 30 people on the caseload and it's a, a real advancement in in local services to be able to offer targeted interventions and support. Uh, We're also part of a bigger collaborative so across the West Midlands um, we we are now the conduit where people need specialist inpatient care. Um, The the service provides that conduit and support for specialist inpatient care as well and and obviously that support back out into the community so it feels like we've got a really joined up process now to um, support care for those people that are
0: affected. Brilliant, thank you, Simon. Rachel, do you want to take us through your, your area of work and what you're doing for the programme?
5: So the area of work that I'm currently leading on is around improving the physical health um, inequalities really for people with serious and enduring mental health needs. What we know nationally is that people with um, serious, and men- serious and enduring mental health needs do have a much lower life expectancy, and that's related to a number of physical health needs and, and, and concerns that potentially aren't necessarily picked up, which can be be around lifestyle medications so part of this pathway is really to look at how we enhance the physical health um, give to our service users who have uh, serious and enduring mental health needs and improve their physical health and access to early intervention education access to support their health before it becomes a particular issue we're also really interested as well around enhancing the um, education and awareness within our wider teams within mental health as well to ensure that physical health is part of our agenda as well as supporting people with mental health needs. So it's also working in partnership with our GP practices and primary care networks to really have a joined up approach to support people who potentially have got physical health Um, ailments and needs and and supporting them to gain that uh, appropriate access and support and uh, looking also as well how we support them with regards to their mental health and and, and any future impacts that may have on their physical well-being.
0: Brilliant, thank you Rachel. Now earlier on Jonathan mentioned how important it was to look at the different needs of of service users in their areas So, so it won't be obviously the same for everybody in different areas. I know Vicky is leading some work on understanding the needs of, of those service users and the data in that area with Sue. Of,
6: of course, thanks. thanks, Claire.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we're in a much stronger
6: position now um, in being able to access a whole range of data, national data um, around mental health, but also primary care, census data, data on deprivation, and that's enabled us to build a really good picture, both of the primary care network patient population um, but also the needs of those geographical areas so looking at um so, so the deprivation might be looking at um what's the position for unemployment educational attainment um uh, housing um we're also interested in understanding the demographics which might lead to health inequalities in particular areas so uh, gender age um Issues that might face particular BAME groups, uh, black and minority ethnic groups within the area, um, and it's 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 helped us to build a a picture both of general need in that area, but also specific demand for mental health services and particularly for people with serious mental illness. Rachel mentions, and I and I just would like just to throw in um, uh, really some uh, quite uh, quite shocking facts about the impact on mortality of people with serious mental illness, they are 3.7 times more likely um, or or have a higher mortality rate. So essentially in staffs, in Staffordshire, that translates to the quite shocking fact that 16.8 year gap for those with serious and enduring mental health needs compared to the general population. So it's understanding what, what are the determinants of of health, physical health being one of those, um, but also how then can we address the health inequalities in that area? And so when we've developed the health equity packs, we're going to be having discussions with stakeholders. Jane's been talking about co-production and that engagement involvement of the voluntary sector, the primary care networks, GPs, community groups, our service users, Um, and and networks to to really build a a picture of of need. The data tells us a lot, but it's an iterative process. Um, We're going to be developing this as we go through. But the information we've got at the moment will help us to complete health equity uh, assessment tool, which really gives us a framework to drive our action with community transformation, to help us to target the interventions, And to pay close attention, as Jonathan was saying, to those geographical differences, sometimes very, very close together. There might be pockets of deprivation and then pockets where there is a a very different need. And I think the um, assessment work that we're doing is is helping us to target the resource and, and the interventions where they needed in a much more specific way than we've been able to do before.
2: Just to come in there, Vicky, you know some of the things are really surprising that came out of that data. I'm thinking really basic things like um, the average reading age ability of people in in our locality. Um, so I think that was quite low compared to the rest of the country. And I think we need to be mindful we're producing information and you know reading matter for people that it is accessible that people can understand it, and that informs how we communicate with the local population as well, doesn't it?
6: Yeah, it, it absolutely does, Jane, and, and I think some of the early discussions with the primary care networks have suggested that, um, you know, there may be issues around access for children and young people with mental health needs, for instance, or substance misuse. So that's those those discussions have enabled us to do much more analysis and understand exactly what um or raising questions to understand exactly what's driving that need and therefore what we might need to do to to support those
0: um populations more effectively so what's the timeline for the program and what uh, what changes will people see so i think in terms of the the
2: broader timeline, Claire. It's around, um, it's a three-year programme, so this investment's coming in incrementally across three years, uh, and there's a detailed programme, uh, project plan that supports that. So, like I said, we're trying to target in localities first, so looking at four primary care networks. Um, there are a series of engagement events that involve voluntary sector, local authority, primary care commissioners, service users and carers, so really involving everybody um, that the services impact on. Um, to develop those so we're co-producing those from scratch so a series of works workshops are taking place um, across the localities and specific to particular areas of concern like um, personality disorder and rehab and the other areas that Sue listed Um, so over over the next year we should see um, a developing picture um, around new roles we're trying to be innovative in the roles that we're taking on so not just the, the, the sort of The general roles that we expect to see around nurses uh, in in these roles. We're looking at a, a broader group um, that we can draw from such as ot social work pharmacy physicians associates so really being creative with those roles and testing them out so i think this year we'll see a real testing of of modeling to see what's what benefit that gives uh, a real qi methodology around that so we can review it properly uh, and make sure we're having the desired impact um so i think at the end of this year we'll see how those four primary care networks are developing what looks different in them and that's to be determined by the groups in those. In those workshops, um,
3: which will look very different, I think, in 12 months'
5: time. I, th-
3: I think what I'd add to that as well, Jane, um, and to answer your question, Claire, in terms of what, what will it look like, what will what what are what are we doing? I think my, my answer to that is we, we absolutely need to do what people want us to do. We absolutely need to hear what challenges people have, barriers and issues around accessing services and what happens when people access services so this is a real opportunity on a seismic level to make a difference in terms of what accessing services looks like for people and how, how to make things easy, helpful, non-stigmatising, non-pathologising and and as supportive and involving of their networks, families, friends and carers as possible. So, so really, it's integral that that this what ch- what needs to change is what we need to listen to, and what what we need to respond to as a result of that.
4: We are getting, uh, we are working closely with with primary care as well. So, there are some additional roles, reimbursement scheme uh, roles that we're working jointly with primary care. So, as well as the transformation agenda, um, we're working closely with the primary care networks to ensure that those those communications with them the pathways in and out of services are clearer uh, and that um, there's a joined up approach, I guess. So, um, there's a lots of developments and from transformation to, to, to the work that we do with PCMs.
3: And I think what I would add to that as well would be around, you know, when we talk about redesign, we talk, we're actually really talking about redesign, we're actually talking about what services look like differently to where we are now so so th- th- there's a huge range and raft of opportunities to make that difference um, and actually ensure that we're joined up across our uh, you know our the interface arrangements with with our critical partners so i've just finished a substance misuse um meeting um, and looking at how we can potentially look at some further investment around psychology for example which is a huge need in that area of work so so, my point being is that how the Trusts, both ourselves and MPFT, are working really closely with PHE, NHS England and our local commissioners to really understand the need and join, join forces to make that difference and actually identify what, what real change means to, to, to local people.
6: Just to build on what Sue is saying really, the, the, the importance of, we've spoken a lot about the importance of co-production and really hearing about what what's what's needed and responding to that need and and demand and it equally is going to be important for us to be able to monitor the impact of those interventions as we go through so that um if we need to make changes we're able to do that so setting a framework that enables us to do that and share that information with stakeholders is also really important um so so it's 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 ensuring that we can respond to changing need as well it's not going to be set in stone now we're doing the assessment now but clearly things change and it needs to be a a dynamic live process
1: i think claire from everything you've heard it just shows the absolute scale of what we need to do not just in in this program but the facts that we've talked around so many topics whether it be from specialists Teams that that serve a particular need, to whether it's the more general voluntary um, sector that we work with, or whether it's actually the analysis of reading ages, for example, that came into into some of the some of the work that we're doing. It, it really does start to show you that, that mental health and and and, and well being for me is embedded in absolutely every little bit of society. And I think at some stage we could get overwhelmed by the by the sheer size of this program and try and do everything at once, but we mustn't let ourselves do that. And I think the facts that you know we've got some key focus areas around um SMI personality disorder, that is, um, around recovery and rehabilitation and adult eating disorders um, is is really going to sort of keep us on track to try and, and focus on those areas, but also. I think that for the first time we're going to as a trust have a ring fenced budget for commissioning voluntary sector support ourselves, which I just think is fantastic because actually what we can do over time is have quite a dynamic system that that where we commission and put that support in place based on the needs of the local population, but also how those change. So there's so many things we've talked about um, today, just it does show you the scale of what we have to do. And what we need to do um, in terms of improving improving the services for our population.